What's up, everybody? This is Patrick. And, and John. And John is here as well. And I'm we're watching about to- you. <laughs> Every step. Um, it's amazing so- that it hasn't gotten awkward earlier than right now. The yeah, idea that we're just well, watching I, I each took, other. I took while... my glasses off because I do you feel ever like... look at someone this intently when we're talking, like in real life? No, no, no. I don't. I, 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 have, I look at the sky. That's why you take your glasses off so you don't have to. <laughs> well, you I can't fully see they, me. They hit my pop filter. So yeah, I feel like I need can't to hit the pop filter. You can't. You go. That pop. That pop's coming. But anyway, I interrupted Papa. you. Yeah, we're already off topic. So this is this is just a little pregame, a little pregame uh, for you. I see what you're doing. We want you to do us a huge favor after this. I'm wearing my Patriots sweatshirt. Tell one person today about this show. Just one just one person. Just be like, hey. It could be a random person on the street. You can attack them with it, right? Yeah. You can chase them down and be like, just wing it, podcast! But just be like, hey, there's a great show that I listen to called Just Wing It. You can find it on iTunes. You can find it on Google Play. You can Spotify. find it on Stitcher. Spot- not Stitcher. Yeah, never Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. Oh, we're on Stitcher? Absolutely. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Spotify, tune in. Uh, and it's- uh, Just it's ask a- Alexa to play if you want. Just oh, that or Desipacito. <laughs> and just uh, and because the reality is like we have a pretty tight listener base of people yeah. that we really enjoy, um, but we would love to be able to do more ambitious stuff. But for that to happen, we kind of need to get our numbers up. It's true. So we're not looking to like take over the world. If it happens, you know, we'll, I mean, we'll, we we're okay with that. I think we you know? do a decent job. Is all I think I'm we could run the world. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, if we could just bump it up a little bit, a lot of podcasts fail way before they get to the numbers that we have. You know, we we joke a lot about. How you know we have millions of downloads? We spoiler alert is we, we don't actually have millions of downloads, but it's like yeah, billions, a really. couple trillion. <laughs> we, have, we have a pretty fair amount. We um, do, and we love the feedback we get from you guys because it's it's clear that the people who are listening really enjoy it, you know, and that means a lot to us. I think they enjoy it so much that they're like, I want to protect this and keep it for myself. Yeah, I think it's becoming a secret society um, now. Which you know, I get it. At the same time. We're, we want to we want to do bigger and better things, you know. What yeah. I mean? Within the context of the show, I'm not saying we're going to leave you. Yeah, we're, yeah, gonna yeah, we're with not you. like going to fucking Gimlet Media or something <laughs> like that. But you know, but it, it would be great, for example, to be able to help a guest to come out for an interview. Yeah, in person. We, or I something, mean, we'd or? like to have Barack Obama on the show. I don't think that's. I mean, he's been a crazy asking, thought. but he doesn't want to front the bill. And frankly, who am I to tell him to? Exactly, pay? he's done enough for this. Country. So basically, what we're saying is, help us get Barack Obama on this show for an interview, or the, build a device that will levitate a frog. Or yeah, exactly. Or I'd, a C three PO babysitter. Those are our of big those. projects. Any and of those in order things. for that to happen, we're just asking you forget about social media. Even you know what? Ditch it. Forget. Pretend it never even exists. Yeah, fuck that shit. It was never invented. Just talk in real life to a person. Just That's to it. one person, and just say, "Hey, can I show you this podcast? It's really fun." And if they say, "What's a podcast?" It's a great opportunity to show them a lot of other stuff too. But before you show them other stuff, show them this one. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go off track like we do. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, if if you don't want to do that, totally fine. Take one second stop and listening rate, right now. Stop listening and jump out the window. <laughs> Take one second and rate slash review us on whatever platform you're listening to because that really helps a lot with our searchability and with our visibility. And um, the reality is, is like I, we think that we're putting out a pretty decent product. It's it's mediocre. It's, at least it's at least at mediocre. Least. And you know what? That's I mean, a lot. I mean, have you listened us. to some other podcasts out there? Yeah, right. There's some shit. So let's Absolute get those numbers shit. up. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to our show. This is just winging it. I'm John Abdullah. And I've been told I'm Patrick Green. He is told again and again and again and again. Every day when I wake up, Every there's a note that day. says you're still Patrick, and I'm like. Who's that? And Micah's like, that's Why your am I motivation for the person? day. Uh, yeah, my motivation <laughs> is remembering myself, my identity. It's a weird life. It's like Memento. You've just got, except all of your post its simply say, I am Patrick. Yeah, it's just that's the one thing I can't remember is who I am. Yeah. Which is pretty fundamental when you think about it. That's it a is. great movie, by the way. There's, it is a great movie. Yeah. I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of, you know, the DVD special feature where you can watch it in order. It kind of defeats the purpose. Oh, that's right. Purpose. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Although yeah. it's fascinating because Jonathan it's wrote that, right? His brother wrote that. With him. Did he? I think it was Christopher and Jonathan yeah. Nolan. I mean, yeah. I know Christopher, obviously, but... Chrissy, I mean, I don't know Chrissy him personally. Knows. Well, he listens yeah. to the show. Speaking of movies, I just saw uh, Green Book, the Green Book yes. in theaters. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, man, it's really good. I enjoyed it. Yeah? There's some controversy around it, and I get it. I really do. The multiple facets of it, but I went into it trying to be sensitive to this myself in that uh, there's a lot of movies that are sort of like this white savior thing going on, right? Mm. Um, I think of Blindside, which I never saw, so I, <laughs> I also, you know, I should be careful, I guess. Um, but, you know, the idea of like a 
a good old white person coming in and, and rescuing a, a black person, either, you know, actually rescuing or, or um, spiritually or whatever. Right. Um, uplifting them. And uh, I, I, I don't think that's what this was. I, I really I felt like it was two, first of all, phenomenal actors. I mean, those are um, two of the best actors alive. Oh, I, I really absolutely think. fantastic. And I have to say, yeah. Mahershala Ali has become one of it, like I will see. A, I haven't seen Green Book yet, so obviously <laughs> I'm lying so already. Apparently not. But but everything that he he was also into the Spider Verse. Everything that yes, he does, right. I just seek out and I watch because I feel like he's such a a relentlessly good. Actor. Oh man! And I feel like Moonlight was a huge awakening. I for haven't me in seen that. it yet. Oh my god! It's just amazing yeah. performance. Like the only reason I haven't is because I know it's pretty heavy and I just haven't been like... Yeah, I've seen it once and I don't think I can see the it The heavy again. movies, since we've had kids, we've talked about this. Like, yeah. I, I have a hard time. But anyway, Oh my God, I, I last night, the Super Bowl, Micah and I were crying at every single commercial. <laughs> Even the ones that were so clearly meant to just get that response from you. What was, was your favorite crying. Super Bowl commercial? Well, my favorite... Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you my favorite from last night and then I'm going to give you my favorite of all time. Oh, boy. And I would like you to do okay. the same, okay? And we're going to hear about a, a mile backstory this will be, to this. This will be the... I don't know why, from I don't the, know why the backstory the is done time. in miles, but... <laughs> it's kilometers, technically. Yeah. So, my favorite commercial last night... <clears throat> you don't know. You don't have a favorite. Oh, I'm scrolling through in my in my head. <laughs> I can just see my head's scrolling. Not, it's not, see, the problem is my head's not an orderly place. Like, there's no, It's not scrolling. It's more like it's uncovering... It's not a web page that you're just scrolling mountains through. Mountains of garbage. Um... I feel like there was some that felt forced, like the Abraham Lincoln thing. Oh, that was, God, that was yeah. Terrible. Uh huh. Um, oh, I know what it is. You were too distracted I know by what just it is. thinking about Adam Levine shirtless. You know, I actually didn't even watch the halftime <laughs> show. I was like, I have so little interest in any of this I shit. I mean, that's I didn't happening. know. Is, is, does anybody listen to Maroon 5? Anymore? I don't know. They're Aren't so they like gone? Uh, no, they're, they're still doing stuff, yeah? I think. But, but oh. it's, but they're I thought just he like, just did that show with the singers. The voice. The, yeah, that, that the one. The voice. Uh, yeah, I just, I was so unenthused. And also that was when the kids were going to go to bed because they were both not feeling great, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. But, um, I think that the best commercial was the Twilight Zone commercial. Oh yeah, that was cool. That stuck out to me for a number of reasons. One is I was shitting my pants with excitement that (laughs) there's a new Twilight Zone and Jordan Peele is going to be hosting it. How cool is that? But also just the fact that it was that the sort of meta commercial I thought was really interesting. That and, is you know, cool. You got to find a way to stick out when yeah. you're going to pay for that kind of an ad you spot. You sure do. So, how about you? I think my fave was the uh, NFL 100 thing where they, did you see that? Where it was like, um, I don't know, I all I remember the words NFL 100. I don't even know what the hell it was for. I don't even remember this. It was just for the NFL, I guess. And it featured like all, all the Hall of Famers, I guess, at some um, uh, gala event. And someone, one of the football players reaches over to a cake while they're listening to someone talk. And he's like, you know, wants to just sort of grab a little bit of the cake and, and it tips the ball, the gold football off of the cake. And then all of a sudden all the guys in there just look and, the, and one of them just goes like, oh, and then the other one yells football. <laughs> and it's this whole long scene where, you know, of course, first they all just like jump on the ball. And then there's this all this crazy, crazy action of uh, of all these guys who are, you know, spanning generations yeah. of, of really. Of when, Hall when did this air? Um, I want to say it was before the halftime, but I don't remember. I don't think I saw. Uh, that. You should check it out on YouTube. It was really funny. It I was. Will. It was just like a. It, it reminded me of like one of these, you know, almost like a Jason Statham action scene kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like really funny, and the action itself is just fun to watch. Yeah. Um. So it was. In fact, it was probably directed by somebody who's done those movies. <laughs> it is so cool because because Super Bowl commercials are immediately noticeable because the personnel that they work with are just so much sort of like higher line yeah item. the production like value not even is... just the, the stars because obviously there are a lot of celebrities that do yeah. this but just like the you can just tell by the way it's just designed and the right. way it's made and the, oh, yeah. the production design it's like a little movie <laughs> yeah it's pretty amazing speaking mm-hmm. of which there's a really Scott Turkish Airlines commercial oh, starring Sylvia yeah. Hex uh-huh. from Blade Runner 2049 which I have not watched yet but I obviously have to because I'm sure we'll talk about it on the other show um my favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time yeah which I think is the best commercial I've ever seen in my life Apple no, no, it is not the 1984 one you're talking about. Yeah, no, I, I, I find that like almost. Although Ridley Scott directed that, you know, yeah, I find that almost uh, like un, unbearably hard to watch now. <laughs> partly because of what Apple has become, which is like so yeah. not what they were in the early 1980s, but also because it just seems it's such an obvious metaphor and it's so like overwrought. I know, I know. It's like, so, it's like com- you're selling a fucking home computer. You're not changing the world. Well, I mean, I guess so. Well, to be fair, they did change I'm, the world. Yeah, actually. I'd be surprised that's, that actually, you that's say true. that. That's right. true. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I, I it just it it feels like it's selling. But I hear you. The it's it's not it's not that there's something inaccurate about that. It's more that it when when you when you couch that sort of imagery in something that's so outwardly capitalistic like that. Yeah, it can be hard to sort of. Well, it's the whole Silicon Valley savior thing going on. 
Yeah. I think it's the Green Book. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right, all comes back. Which, again, I'd recommend that movie. It's, yeah, I it do was really enjoyable. I do and uh, you know, you should read more about the controversy because there's some valid points there too. But anyway, interesting. Yeah. So I think the best commercial I've ever seen in my entire life is the Force commercial, the Volkswagen commercial oh, from like six years ago. It's so good. And I think that it just works on a number of levels that are all exactly what you want. Like so, for those of you who don't remember this commercial, there's a little kid. <clears throat> and he is dressed like Darth Vader and is playing the Imperial March music. And he's walking around and he's like, you know, putting his hand out and controlling the car that's in the driveway, which is a Volkswagen Jetta with his hand motions. Yeah. Like, like he's manipulating it with a force, right? But is it first, does he first try to do it to other things and doesn't really do anything? Yeah, right, yeah, right? right, exactly. And then all of a sudden it's the surprise of him doing that and the car turns on or something. Exactly. Right? So he's going around the house with his <laughs> costume on. Was that wild six he's... years ago for a car to auto start or to have a remote starter? Oh, I, but, th- but that's the thing is that that's not actually what it was advertising, right? Yeah, of course, of right? course. But... So, so yeah, he goes around and this it's not working for anything, you know, and then he does it to the car in the driveway and the car turns on. And you see his dad with the remote in his right. hand, right? And it's this moment where it's selling, obviously, the fact that there's remote start on the car, which is not revolutionary, but whatever. It, it, it's, it bespeaks a certain level of, like, quality for value. Oh, yeah, right? like, yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, It's a nice... It's, like all the best commercials, it's the emotional part of it that I think But it's, is... the way, it's the way it uses emotion, right? Yeah, a lot yeah. of commercials, like Subaru, for example, I think are saccharine to the point where I don't care about the message anymore, where it's like, oh, children yeah. grow up and you protect them <laughs> as they grow and then they survive the accident because you were there for them. You gave oh, them I Subaru. know, but I'm a sucker for I it. I cry. The Subaru I cry, ones. but I I'm also them. a big Subaru fan, so... But it's a great car company. It is. They sponsor the show. I feel big like fan. I... As as soon as it's over, though, I've forgotten about it. I'm like, okay, that was emotional. Like, I I get it. I forgot. I'm pretty about sure it. you just you just like remembered the exact ad. I did, so you didn't forget it. Well, no, but we're talking to... about it. It's coming <laughs> right, but it's not something that like, uh, I know. But I, I think know. about the Force commercial all the time, and the reason is because really? it, it appeals. Yeah, because it appeals. Right after to you something... wake up and see the post that says <laughs> I'm Patrick, like, I'm Patrick, the best commercial I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm start clicking on things. Um, it it appeals to why cars excite people in the first place which is because it gives us freedom. Mm. And in addition to freedom, it gives us a sense of untapped magic in the world. And the other time in life when you feel that, other than, you know, there's moments like the first time you get a car, the first road trip you take, the first time you realize that you're not dependent on a train schedule to get somewhere you can get there on your... Right? It's all very kind of America. But when you're a kid, you're you're a completely unfree person in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. You're at the beck and call of forces that are such so much more authoritative than you, and you you're kind of funneled through a system of you know traditional upbringing, and yeah. you come out, and then you have some freedom, but it's not real. But everybody remembers what it was like when you believed that there was magic in the world, right? You don't. Lose well, sight that's of the that. funny thing, right? Because as adults now, I look back and I say how free we were, right? We didn't have constant pressures of you know having to raise enough money to for to take care of our family, to go to work every day, right. you know, all the sort of time pressures on us now. Obviously, that's, you know, the kids have structure and all that, but but in so many ways, you know, they're so free. Right. And they have the, the space in their minds to consider that magic could exist in the world. And we don't. Yeah. I mean, e- even if you're like, you know. I mean, I, to be fair, I still, you know, I still imagine levitation. So that's true. You I do, you I do think about that in robots everywhere, <laughs> apparently. I mean, you know, we, we, we have our imaginations. Still, no, no, but, I, but, you're, but, you're right, of course. But, th- but that kid in that commercial is a kid that we all remember being. When yeah. you really think, oh, I actually have, you know, midichlorians and I can actually, right? like, manipulate matter like that. I right? used to do that with my um, nephews because I have a. I can open my garage door on my phone. Oh, yeah. And so I would tell them to use the force, and then they would try and try. And, you know, I was like, you're not focusing hard enough, you know. And finally, I would use my phone and while they were doing it. And, and they freaked such out. such a kick out of it, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I think part it's like the Santa thing we talked about where a part of them, I think, probably understood that it's not really them. Because, right. you know, at the time, I think there was five, six Right, but but they also were like giving into the magic of it. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, it's fun, exactly. Right? Because at the end of the day, it, it we live in a skeptical world, and that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing to be scientifically skeptical about things. But it's also a good thing to use our imagination and to and to suspend that for a time willingly yeah. to live in a little bit of magic. And that commercial it is it associates. That feeling of childhood magic with that feeling of buying a fucking car, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is another moment of adult magic in some ways because it represents freedom and it represents 
this is who I am and this is who I'm presenting myself mm. to be to the world. Yeah. And you put those together. And then in addition to that, you're showing that this is a good car for your family because it's something that this dad, who obviously loves his son so much, bought to keep his son safe. And in addition to that, this is a good parent who wants to take care of this kid. And you look at all of these different things and, and they come together in this one commercial that is just on the surface of it really funny. Yeah. But then you think, wow, like all of these different things are feeding into my perception of this product mm-hmm. that otherwise would just be another boring sedan. Yeah. Because it is, at the end of the day, it's just another boring sedan. And the diesel version of it was actually a huge international catastrophe, right? <laughs> like it, it, the product itself actually didn't end up mattering, but the idea... That's right. And Volkswagen has always been very much about ideas and storytelling, right? With the lemon. Well, I think, yeah. Again, I think any good commercial, that's what it's about. It is that, that idea and the storytelling of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Not the product. But, it's, but it's, it's, it's storytelling in a way that's unexpected and makes you recontextualize what you expect out of an advertisement. That's right. And that's right. when you yeah. remember it. And I think like the classic Volkswagen example of that, other than the force, <laughs> is the lemon ads that they used to put out in, in, in newsprint. Yeah. Where they would have a picture of the Beetle and they would make fun of it. Yep. They would literally make fun of their own car. Yeah. And call it a lemon. Right? Yeah. And say that it looked, that it looked funny too, and great. it was too small and it was burpy, but people loved it and it had charisma. Yeah. And it was and it was set in this beautiful futura and it was a skew on the page and it was just something you look at and you think, what kind of a company would tease its own product? Oh, like and you think, well, who teases themselves that I know? Oh, the more the most confident people. Right? Yeah. The people who know that they have it going on are the ones who poke fun at themselves because are you they Volkswagen can afford owner? to. <laughs> no, I've are never you owned a Volkswagen. For this right now? They listen to the show. All right. Right, but you think like that there must be something behind that that allows them to make fun of themselves and totally right. I think that's right. So anyway, that's that's my little advertising. Yeah, spiel. that's why we make fun of each other so much. That's true because we know right? we got it going on, right, girl? Yeah. Before I totally lose this thought, and so I can bring it back to Green Book, just because why not? <laughs> you fight, you're hooked in that movie right um, now. I am because you said the skepticism thing that you said made me think of it, and it's like there is a part of my brain again who's skeptical, right, of going into it. But if you can sort of suspend the disbelief and and go into that movie. I think one of the best reviews I read, because, again, I read a bunch because I was so interested in where people came out on this. It was after the fact that I read oh, them. Oh, but not before. Yeah, no, I often will. Often what I'll do going into a movie is I'll look at a Rotten Tomato score just to see, like, am I going to totally waste my time? Does mm-hmm. this have, like, a 20%? Um, and then, you know, if it's reasonable, I'll see it. I won't read all the reviews ahead of time because I want to go in and, like, have that surprise. Right. But I read some after, and Peter Travers from The Rolling Stones. Travers? Travis? Travers, yeah. Travers. Um, I think had the best sort of one-liner that uh, resonated with me, which is that you Burps. know, is it too is it overly simpl- simplistic? Probably, but it's exactly what we need in our divided country right now. Mm. The message in it, um, which I found, you know, it really was just about two human beings connecting. Some of my favorite movies, I was thinking back about this, um, really are at at their core just about two human beings who are connecting on a deep level as human beings, just trying to figure shit out in this world, mm-hmm. which is also what we're doing on the show, and why I love it. <laughs> right. Um, but I think of Lost in Translation. I think mm-hmm. of The Professional. Those are two of my all-time favorites right there. Have you seen The End of the Tour? Um, I haven't. Oh. Should I see it? <laughs> yes. You, for one thing, it's about David Foster Wallace, who I try oh, to come up course, with an excuse yeah. to talk about every single episode. But it's it's based on a real story where there's an amazing What's it called book. again? I already it's forgot. Called, it's called The End of the Tour. <laughs> okay. And it's about, it's like, after Infinite Jest came out in 97, yeah. he was doing all this press for it, and he was kind of miserable. And a Rolling Stone... Uh, writer um, ended up like finagling this deal where he would basically go with him for a week at, towards the end of this book tour and just sort of get his thoughts on everything. Wow! So, uh, so he went along and spent a, just a week in the car with David Foster. Oh, Wallace, I want to watch. And this. a book came out of it called "Although, of course, at the end you end up becoming yourself," which is another book that's just wow. an absolute masterpiece. But the film is great, and it mm. came out like four years ago, and I I really think you would love it. It's a, it's a yeah. road, it's a road film between yeah. two people, very intelligent people. Yeah, talking. the road film aspect of it too is is I think part of it. Yeah. Um, oh, Scent of a Woman is another one that I for a while was one of my favorite movies. Mm. Have you ever seen that? I ha- actually have not. That's Pacino, and, uh, right? he's, de- he's blind. Yeah. yeah. And what's the young kid's name in it? Who Macaulay went Culkin. on to become Robin Hood in that awful Batman movie in the nineties? Oh my God, Chris uh... Christopher Chris. Christopher, we'll say Chris Nolan. It's Christopher Nolan. <laughs> yeah. Christopher, he's got black hair and blue eyes. It right? doesn't matter. Uh, no, not black hair. Isn't it like blonde or dirty blonde? Okay, we're, Lansbury, we're, Angela Lansbury. It, we'll say it's Angela Lansbury. Okay. We're clearly thinking of two different two different people. <laughs> anyway, where the hell was I going? Oh yeah, just the so give into it. If you see the movie, uh, let us know what you think. If you've already seen it, but uh, I don't know why because this isn't a movie review show, so don't bother writing into about it. But 
you know, you can submit your feedback. You can, for sure, for sure. Speaking of which, all right, let's get off of this. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do feedback. that. Feedback. So I, I wanted to raise this one because often we, we talk about some of the things that we post and get tons of feedback on. Thousands. Um, millions. And this was one that uh, I'd put in the flop category, but it was so hilarious that I wanted to share. So we shared this post after our last episode thinking, you know, let's let's see what people think about the zombie situation. I, I was thinking this is going to blow up. Right? This is going to change the internet. That's what I thought. Low goals. Uh, and I did it with a black background, white text. I thought it'd pop. Haunting. You know what I'm saying? You got to think about all this stuff, people, when you Haunting. post on Facebook. So it says, the worst has happened. Your kid just turned into a zombie. Describe in painful detail what you would do. Hashtag for real. Hashtag brains. Now I'm thinking we're immediately, immediately going to get a shitload of activity on this. And then it's just going to carry on for days, back and forth. You got sub comments, threads. We're going to need to hire people to help moderate this thing. This is going to be incredible. You're on the phone with CNN. (laughs) Three days later, we, (laughs) we, we got one feedback. Uh, wait, is that right? Three days later? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. One person posted, and this was Katie. Thank, Thank you, Katie. Katie, for representing most of our audience simply, feedback lately. simply posted, you guys are sick. <laughs> uh, which I, I truly did laugh audibly when I read um, that wherever I was. So, uh, you know, this so... This is what we're saying. This is why, just tell one person about this show. <laughs> just please, we need people to talk to us. Just one. Just and one if you person. do still want to answer that question, hop onto our Facebook and, and write it in. And, uh, you know, I just want to hear from people. I want some creative solutions here so that we can all prepare... For the zombie apocalypse, if it ever comes. And this is honestly just information gathering so that we have a yeah. good database to build from exactly. when the apocalypse happens. We can be like, is this socially acceptable? Right. Do I kill my own child? Yeah. With what? Exactly. And how? Will they feel it? These are important. These you are questions. Plan. We really, what if R2-D2, our babysitter, is there with us? Yeah. Will R2 be... I mean, that's the problem is like when the terrain gets rough... You're going to want gone. C-3PO because he has I mean, the ability C-3PO to lift his legs up. Yeah, R2-D2. Well, no. I, oh, that's so funny. I was going the opposite because C-3PO would just be fucking useless. He'd be zombie. panicking. Yeah. Right? Well, what do you do? I mean, nothing. But he's also indestructible to zombies. That's what, true, they, but they, I'd they rather can't... have R2-D2 who can... You're right. He can't reach their brains. Yeah, so but that he part's... can't go over like he can, hilly terrain. I mean, he, well, could, he did... He could. Z- no, he's got the yeah. rocket thing going that's on. True, that's true. That's true. He also gets through Tatooine and everything, too, in the desert and the rocks. I'm just thinking like... Okay, yeah. I'm he gonna could zap them, and then he could use an instrument to just, you know, right through yeah. the eye. Ah! <laughs> anyway, oh, man. should we move on? I guess, yeah. What are we doing? Are we d- oh, I have a quick poop story. How are you story. doing this week? We got to hear about how you did, too. I want to hear about Man Day and the fact that, um, you know, you oh, had yeah. your first week of Micah doing nursing, oh, thank you. Right? Yeah, yeah, thank you for asking about that. Yeah, yeah. it's I crazy. I actually do care about you. It's More crazy. so, I want some entertaining you probably stuff to come out It's been crazy. So I will say for one thing, so we've had a couple false starts with Man Day. Okay. Yeah. So tonight we're I think we're gonna have a real one. Monday Man Day. The last two have been Micah's gotten out a few hours early because it's been still sort of orientation yeah. stuff and so uh so it has been quite as extreme <laughs> as we're she, kind of assuming. So she got home mid mid man day. That's hard to say. She got home like an hour after and I then- did. So you weren't expecting her, so you're like in the middle. That's when it's absolute chaos, right? Because you, yeah. you didn't have time to prepare for her coming, so you're right. just like, everybody's like, naked. Just animal carcasses hung up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like we've gone feral. We're just barking at each other. <laughs> it's very masculine. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to see tonight, but I, I do have to say there's one thing that has become unbelievably difficult. Yeah. Which is the fact that I have to get both of the kids ready and out the door largely on my own multiple times a week in now. the morning yeah oh man mornings are which rough. I know I brought up on the show but oh my god mornings have become so hard and especially when it's this cold out yeah because you add into the fact that it's just and like like Jude every single morning when it's time to get, when we finally get everything ready and I've you know gotten Henry into a diaper that's not exploding and we're like finally getting downstairs and then um and I'm thinking, oh my God, there's like food still out that I have to put away, you know, and then I have five minutes to get my train after this happens yep. and I have a meeting at nine and I can't be late to it. And then, you know, I, and I'm like, dude, let's go down the stairs. And then he gets on the stairs and he just goes, <laughs> he's like, I'm like, dude, can you go any faster than that? And he's like, it's as fast as I can go. I'm like, I'm going to push you down the fucking <laughs> stairs, child. I'm sorry. This will be potentially the last day yes. of your life, but I'm about to push you. Uh-huh. He goes so slow. I know. He's carrying it's, his backpack. And, and well, you, well, actually, he's not carrying his backpack. He is now because in karate, he had to do you know the discipline exercises. Uh, and part of that is like rocks in his backpack. His, yeah, right. His anvils like Looney Tunes. <laughs> yep. Um, so he's been getting his backpack, but like up until then, it's like, I'm like, you know, trying to get him downstairs. I'm carrying Henry who is still like it's asleep the whole, by this I'm point. telling you, it's the whole opposite, equal and opposite reaction thing where yes. I find if I'm more urgent and like really trying to rush and 
you know, at that point you're trying to get out of there and push or pressure your kids into doing stuff fast. It just goes slower. It's, it's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. And in addition to that, you're paying more attention to how slow it is because you're stressed out yep. as fuck, right? Mm-hmm. So like it feels slow. It actually is slow. Yeah. And then at Jude's school, there's the policy that I brought up about how they lock the doors, right? Oh, that's right. Eight. So and like, poor, if we was it Timmy who there, got his arm cut yeah, off? Yeah, Timmy from got the door? his arm Shit. severed. Yeah. For those of you who haven't been listening to every episode, that's a joke. <laughs> there was no child who actually got killed. <laughs> Um, no, but he didn't like, get killed. It was just lost his arm. It just, just debilitated yeah. a little bit. Um, so it's like there's that extra layer, right? And uh-huh. I have both of the kids in the car, and it's sub-zero out. Yeah. So I'm chipping ice away. I'm like with both hands trying to rip the doors open, and then I get them in. And then Henry, for some reason, doesn't have socks on. And I'm like looking in the snow for why. I'm like, his why toes would you are take turning your socks purple. Off? Yeah, like, wh- like I'm going to chop these. <laughs> like I'm like, where where are the socks? And he's like, I don't know. And then I sit him down, and he's like, ah! Because, of course, he's cold. Yeah. And I'm like, Henry, where are they? And he's like, ah! <laughs> he's freaking out in the back. And then Jude's crying because he forgot, like, some toy that he wanted yep, to take yep, for show yep. and tell. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, running around trying to find pieces of this hedgehog toy that he got at a birthday party, which is somehow disintegrated in the front and the entranceway of our house. And then, meanwhile, I'm thinking, then Nanny's, like, uh, about to show up. And I have to get the kids back in time for that to get to the train. And then I'm you like, can hear the train I'm coming like, at yeah, that the point. Train, it's, it's literally like, chugga, chugga, choo, choo. <laughs> I'm like, why are there anvils in the back? pack and then it's and then you get there and because it's so cold everybody's driving the kids to school right nobody who's going to send their kid to wait in, in negative seven degree weather for for a bus right you are I, I, i'm considering it at this point <laughs> so we're all in line at the school and everybody's honking at each other and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna miss the train and then i get back and like henry still doesn't have any socks on this you know i'm like we'll wait till the thaw like i'm sorry <laughs> we'll wait till the thaw <laughs> It's just it's just been so intense, and it's also dark during most of this. So it's like, in, so you know, yeah. and Henry is sleeps like a teenager. Like he does not wake up until I wake him up. I was gonna say, there's also there is this like small window of time that is optimal where you don't want your kids to wake up too early because you have time to get ready. Right, right. Cause I don't know how you how you guys manage it, but I work up. I wake up earlier. And I'm like, you know, I take a shower, I get ready, mm-hmm. all that stuff, usually before the kids are awake. Right. And then that, that's least... what Micah does, because she, like you, is the responsible one in the in the couple. Yeah, as long as there's at least one. You know? Yeah. So... We do need one. Yeah. <laughs> so so then there's a peak window of time. But then if they if they go past that window of time, and I'm like ready to go, but they're not awake yet, mm. you know? And it's like always that thing where you wake them, and they're going to be fucking miserable, and then it's going to be even harder to deal with. Or, you know, you wait and and then you have a smaller and smaller amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I've managed just this just happened this morning where it was that calculation. And finally, I woke them up and we, we were down to like we were down to 20 minutes, which is OK. Mm-hmm. But they also are used to eating something now every morning before. <laughs> right. <laughs> so being able to force to, like humans, to, you know, having yeah. breakfast. Is... <laughs> well, no, because they go to daycare. So they eat there, too. So they probably. Eat. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, see, but that's a used huge thing for us is the is because we also have to do breakfast. Right. In the morning, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We do, too, yeah. because they're so used to eating it really early in the right, morning. Right. Um, but trying to do, you know, in 20 minutes eating and then getting dressed it's you just know, crazy. changing them everything it is it's just crazy and they're making. also both in a horrible mood because it's yeah. the morning and I'm also in a t- I'm like I'm fucking tired too yeah. like sorry like you guys went to bed at 9 o'clock last night I was up to 1 like I'm sorry I'm also cranky which is right probably now. your own fault that is also fair. my own fault it was a Super Bowl you know I started I, I uh, well we should we will come back to doing a, an actual episode on meditation and mindfulness I think that's what we should do I think we probably but need I that, just yeah. I will say though that I started doing Headspace the app that we've talked mm-hmm. about before in this show I used to do it on the train ride because like that was when I had a time to do it you were the big proselytizer for that. i was and for yeah. a while i was saying really what i should do is do this first thing when i wake up but of course you know every morning i woke up i'm like i'm not fucking doing that yeah I right do other shit and i finally this year started getting into the routine of doing that as the first thing i do every morning every single morning every single morning not on weekends actually because that's a shit show the 10 minute sessions but the just the 10 minute just the okay, 10 yeah. minute um every morning and i just you know i kind of wake up a little bit earlier to do it and I think it does help. It just yeah. like gets me in a better state, so I'm not immediately swimming in all the thoughts of like the day ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was just you know practical uh, tip. See, I don't get up early enough share. for that. I, I well, feel like you a, should. A big, I, you I, should well, I should. I used stop to stop going to bed at one a.m. I know, you but there's all this shit, shit that I want to do. Out. Cut you know, it out. I, but I can't. I'm, I'm I'm a passionate <laughs> person. I got shit that I want to do. You do know, less shit. Uh, that's never gonna happen. Anyway, so so it is. It has definitely been. It's been increasingly intense now yeah. i was just thinking this morning literally a lot of this the 
ability for us to actually make this work is predicated on the fact that Jude and I shower together a lot. Mm. And that's like a good way to kind of compress to, yep. both of those timelines. But I'm yeah. like, at some point, he's going to feel awkward about that. I and know. I wonder about do? that, too. I'm like, I, I, it, it, it doesn't seem to at this point. But right. like, at some point, that's going to be weird. Oh, yeah. And then it's going to be like, well, now what the fuck am I going to do? Now I got to get up earlier? Yeah. And now, like, you know. When does that happen? I don't I don't know. Maybe someone can write in and tell us. Because I think about it with Grace, too. I still take yeah. showers with her occasionally. And it's like, I don't know when that is less okay. Yeah, I, you know I, what actually, I, mean? I honestly don't know. I mean, like, I know there's I'm no, bringing this up there's no real answer like, yeah. to it, obviously, like, you know, but anyway. But I mean, but the kids like love it. It's, it's, and I, oh, I, I think it's like incredibly fun, especially when both of them are like in the, in the shower. Like it's like just, this, oh, it's totally. like hilarious. And, and I like, also, I'm very like, I, I really feel like, uh, I don't want them to have hangups in terms of bodies, you know, their right. bodies and like physical, you know, right. private parts and all that. And I feel like if if we do, then they will, and it's like I don't know. Yes, I just want to make a thing about it. But yeah. that being said, like when I was a kid, like if my dad wanted to shower with me, and I was like seven, I'm like no, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But Jude's five, so I I, I don't I don't know It'll I don't know when that happens. That's the thing. He'll they'll just tell you, right? And that's I mean, gonna be so sad, isn't uh, it? Yeah. But I'm also is. gonna be like that. I, I respect that. Like yeah, I'm not gonna yeah, yeah. be you know gross about it. But at the same, <laughs> I'm not gonna be like, please shower with me one more time. Oh, man. But I do really appreciate the fact that we can both be getting ready. But you know, we both brush our teeth in there and we get out yeah. really quick. And then it's great because he's old enough where he just kind of runs and he gets dressed afterwards. Yeah. You know, and then he comes oh, man, back. Oh man, that helps so hair much. Dryer. Even with Grace now, she's so good at just like yeah. you know taking care of herself. That's been huge. We just leave her all day. Speaking of developmental safety. Though this is my my poop story, which I'll make quick so we can get into the episode. Um, I feel like we need. I was just about to text Micah before he came in here. I was like, I think we need to start really working on potty training, Henry, because 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 we've been kind of doing it in, in you know in shits and farts, and fits and starts <laughs> lately. But it hasn't really been like an. Uh, like he's a two real, years in like what three months or? I don't even know what month it is right now. Is it fe- it's February? Yeah. So he so he's born in October. Yeah. So, so he's yeah. Two years so two years months. and four months, right? Four months. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how time works. So he's definitely like this is when that we're supposed to be working on it. Sure. And he he's he's ha- he's weird because he's had well he's weird because he's my child but he's also weird because Fair. he's had a couple of like you know like when he was not even two yet he just decided he was going to take a shit on the toilet yeah. and he like took but his clothes off and kid just thing, sat right? and pooped I guess yeah. yeah. And like wipe that's himself. amazing though for a poop because poops usually come later too. Yeah, it was it was super weird. And then he like did it again. But other than that, he, he seems newspaper. very happy. Yeah, I'm like, why is he doing my taxes? Yeah. How did he get access? How did you get my password? While he was taking a dump. Actually, it's funny. He's been he's been disabling the the cellular data on our phones oh, lately. Oh, tricky. And so Mike has been like not getting my text messages, and then I'm not getting them. And we're like, oh my god, when he steals our phones, he's swiping up and then turning off the data. That's it looks amazing. Funny, the button. All of it. a sudden, you're getting reminders on your phone to like you know buy a Ghostbuster toy <laughs> yeah. at two o'clock. It just says bye 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 bye. <laughs> um. So anyway, so so this is something that we've been thinking about lately, but especially in the context of the fact that he's clearly outgrown his changing table. Yeah. Now the changing table, which I may or may not have brought up on the show before, is it's it's maybe as bad as the Tommy Tippy fucking oh, diaper no. canister that we have, which is right next to it. It is this thing that I bought, and it's my fault. I bought it entirely because it was beautiful. It's just like modernist, oh, this gorgeous, you know. Just what you want at a changing table. Yeah, right. You just, uh, I, that was my liter- my main criteria was the aesthetic value of this object. Because it was, you know, we had nice furniture in that room. And I and I thought it was really beautiful. I loved like the lack of ornamentation and the fact that like the proportions were really meaningful. And I thought it, I thought it'd be a really great. It's made of mahogany with a shlac. Well, uh, I is wish because it's made out Why of. Why does that sound so funny shit. now? Shellac. 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 <laughs> Shellac. It's made out of Sean some kind of crap. Schlark. Um, <laughs> and was, those were Sean Connery's like dying words, the way you just said it. Schlark. <laughs> and it's just terrible. And it's been disintegrating this entire time slowly. Oh, but man. now it's at the point where it's so, it's just it, it's barely retaining the structure of a table. At you got to get rid of that shit. But, but we, do you even we, use it? Because we haven't even we, even with Luke. He's eight. He's fifteen months now, and we just like we can't even get him on the thing anymore. It's so he's, hard. But some but like but it's all, it's also really organized. Like that's where all of the stuff is. Well, that we yeah, need, yeah, yeah, all the and it's like and stuff, we're, yeah. it, we only really use it in the the first in the morning when he wakes up and then at night because like it's in his bedroom right right similar and it's mm-hmm. just and it's just easy to, all of the clothes we need are going to be laid out there and it's just it's just and it's just it's just we're used to it and also there's the Tommy Tippy nightmare bucket right next to it so anyway but it's it's just it's really disintegrating so the, and also Henry's at a point now where he's like genuinely strong yeah like he's old enough and he's also just a big kid he's hefty and he just, he's like real like it's really hard to like make him do something now yeah like if he doesn't want to get dressed like you better wear some sort of like Kevlar because he will fucking get you. <laughs> and so He's when throwing punches, he does. He he like open fisted like whoosh, like oh, really man. Like big time. Yeah, which is not great. You know we're working on it. Um, but so we get him on the. Ch- I got him on the changing table the other day. I'm getting him dressed, 
and he's like really not having it and he's just like really pissed and he starts doing his like leg kicks which were kind of cute when he was little you know the little like boom, 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 <laughs> yeah boom, i do but now it's like <laughs> it's like real like serious kicks now it's like a horse you know you don't go behind the <laughs> yeah, horse because exactly, it's exactly. Just, you know, send you flying exactly that's what it feels like and so he's like kicking the diaper which is completely full of like round pellet poop because he wasn't eating oh vegetables. yeah so it's like just it's just what's it's like the deal a, with that? How does that? I just want to know physically. All right, this is Doug the physicist. Yeah, let us know how. What is it that creates the the, the exact, orb the pellets structure like that? And why is it that planets in the universe tend to approximate spheres as well? <laughs> and well, why no, is it? I mean, that like a water droplet in in stasis. Is it that they are circle? pellets in in his intestines and they come out that way, or is it the act of pushing out some kind of hard poop turns them into pellets? I think they, they, must, like be, they must be already hard. Spaghetti maker. <laughs> With the pellet filter on it. They must be already hard before they come out. Oh, would, yeah, would, for sure. Would, but are imagine. they perfect pellets like that? But does like the actual act of like the, the colon opening and closing shape them like <laughs> into circles? <laughs> That's a question for anybody who listens to the show to write in about. Any specialist. Yes, please. Who is it that would specialize in that sort of thing? I don't know. A baby A gastroenterologist, right? Uh, well, a gastroenteropediatricianologist, perhaps. <laughs> um, so, so it's it's a diaper that's loaded with these these pellets, and and anybody who's changed one of these diapers before, which I'm assuming is everybody listening to the show, knows that they're like omega level potential danger because of the fact that like they're mobile. Oh yeah, you know most poops that, that kids have, the they pretty much maintain some kind of adherence to the surface of the diaper because they've been sort of shot into it. Yeah, but the pellets, it's like they it's like they're completely erratic organisms like they're 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 completely hard to control because exactly. like if, if the if the weight balance shifts at all then they start rolling so anyway it's like if you had just like a, a handful of marbles and you put them on a wet paper towel <laughs> that's exactly what it's like but also poop like it smells like poop, well that's right? true yeah that's the, the marbles are actually poop that's well unless you eat one which you know don't knock it till you tried it <laughs> So we're on this changing table, and Henry is losing his actual losing his shit, uh, and he's got this diaper full of, of balls, and he just starts kicking, and he kicks the rim of the table, and it comes totally <laughs> off, and it smashes into my face. So all of a sudden, this like fucking two by four thing he's is just going right through the table, and he's screaming, of course, and then he kicks and again, the go in that and moment? then the whole oh you'll you'll see, oh, and then he kicks again, and the rest of the table just comes off. So the whole top of the table has fallen off the side, and he's basic, and both of the drawers have fallen down and so he's standing on this thing oh that's God. now listing at an angle and I'm trying to hold the fucking table together I have this like mark on my face from this like projectile <laughs> two by four and he's screaming and also there's a ball filled diaper right at the precipice that's flying I haven't, in the I air I haven't had a chance to fucking close oh, it yet oh it's at the precipice it's like the Grinch with the sled it's just <laughs> right on the just cliff just hovering right in the you love yeah. the Grinch too yeah well hovering Grace. right at the edge of the thing and then what is right beneath that the Tommy Tippy, which Uh-oh. is the worst fucking diaper bucket in the world. And I see in slow motion the last bit of the table that hasn't basically <laughs> been kicked off yet sliding towards the diaper. And I'm like, fuck it, Henry. He just did it again. And then it hits the thing and it falls off and uh, onto the Tommy Tippy and all of the pellets roll out. Oh, all no. All over the top of the diaper thing. You'll never all over clean the carpet. You'll be finding those for years. And then meanwhile, he's They'll still just be a fucking pellet roaming around. <laughs> just, like, why did it start a culture? Why does it have language? <laughs> And in the midst of all this, he's still unsafe because he's a thrashing two point you know, four year old, or I guess he'd be two point. The two no point three, it's impossible two point three year old, and yeah, well, nobody knows. And uh, and he's on top of this table that's falling apart. There's poop on the thing. Jude, of course, goes, "What happened?" And he starts running over to see. And I'm like, "Jude, why do you care?" He starts tripping he wasn't on even the pellets. Near this. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He's like, yeah, like Home Alone. He's like, yeah, he's whoa, 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 whoa. This whole thing reminded me of Home Alone. I was thinking of that with you getting hit in the face with a two by four. <laughs> so what if it was so painful? You're Marv. So anyway, so I saved I saved Henry because I'm heroic, and uh, and it took a long time. Micah came and helped, and we eventually disinfected everything. Wow. Got the rest of the pellets. Those kicks, up. man, damn, they're very powerful. You got to get him into soccer or something. I should or or leg wrestling, competitive leg wrestling. Grace used to. We were just watching an old video of her as a baby. And she used wrestling. to do the uh, yeah. She used to be a competitive leg wrestler. Yeah. She would do the thing where you know, like a lot of toddler or babies, she would lie on her back. This is before she could crawl or anything, and just kick her feet constantly against the floor. <laughs> yeah, but she would do it so often and so hard, like that, scissor kicks. Yeah, we were yeah. always like, how does that not hurt her feet? Because it was like on the hardwood floor, right. you know. But I don't know. I think we just have more fat. Yeah, but it you was know? like the ball. It was the their heel, fat heels. 
Notorious. She got the she's adult fat heel. She's in a family yeah. of fat heels. She got the, the, fat, the fat heel Yeah, that's actually truck. what they used to call us back in Greece. That's what Abdullah is. It's fat ab for fat and Dullah for heels. heels. Yep. Yeah. The, the fat heels. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, play dates. <laughs> considering we have about five minutes left. Exactly. Um... So I, I suggested the topic for the show because it's something that I've wanted to talk about for a while, but it's also something that has become increasingly uh, on our minds because we're really having to do it, which is scheduling playdates. Yeah. So when I was a kid, you know, I would just sort of end up at people's houses. I know. That was never even a term, right? I, never I wonder even... when it was officially a term even. Like I don't in the know. dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Like when did it become a thing that had to be- I remember be... mocking it then. I remember, I remember as it emerged, like, and I'm sure it came from my own parents mocking it, but like- just thinking how ridiculous that is, you know, that kids would like schedule time with each other. Right. But then it's like, how does but it But now as a parent, I'm like, oh God, I don't want it. I don't want someone just showing up. Right. That's yeah, like a yeah, nightmare just, just situation. Breaking the door down with a fucking, yeah. <laughs> like who wants that? Like imagine, imagine your kids, their friends from school, you know, and I guess they'd, at their age, they'd have to come with adults, but just like showing up on a Saturday afternoon. Be like, hey guys, you mind if we spend <laughs> Can you imagine? who knows how long here? We didn't bring anything. And this is amidst the pellet poops rolling all yeah, over the floor. Yeah, right, exactly. You know. Getting hit in the face with wood. Yep. Um, so, you know, we, we reached a point early in Jude's kindergarten career where we were like, oh, that's right. Like, we have, career. To, we, have to, we have to schedule <laughs> these things. He's on a long things. track for kindergarten. <laughs> he is. Um, you know, we have to, like, actually reach out. So we got the, the class list, which I brought up on the show before, and we, and we figured out, like, Jude, who do you want us to email? And we set up a play date. And, uh, <laughs> I love that. and I was like, how do you rank used all to his classmates, you know, from one to three? And like, these are the ones we'll focus on. Yeah, pivot yeah, right, table. Exactly. <laughs> Conditional formatting. Uh-huh. Um, and we found, you know, that, and, and so we had somebody over and it, and it was great, but I was kind of struck by how complicated the process was. And then like yeah. three months go by and I'm like, okay, we have to do this again, right? Like apparently, apparently nobody else is, well, I hope, hopefully it's not Jude. I don't. Th- I, don't uh, I don't think it is because they all like like they, he goes to their birthday parties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but there's never there's never anybody being like, hey, you want to just like come over? Anyway, so I think yeah, it's a mixed bag. A lot of people, it is weird, like the initiation of that, and like the kids don't necessarily, they can't do it. They're not an age necessarily where they're going to think of it on their own because they don't know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't know that that's something that like has to happen or can happen, right? Yeah. But they all want to hang out with each other all right, the time, right? And meanwhile, like, we don't know these parents. We don't know anything about them. I'm not saying I'm, I think they're all murderers, but, like, you Some know, might who, be. Who, I mean, statistically, statistically yeah, yeah. there's probably quite a few. A percentage of them. Um, at least half. You know, I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know, like, what, <laughs> if if they would feel like it was weird for me to, like, reach out to them. I don't know if, if like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? There's, oh, there's yeah, also the that parent kind of a, part of this is so interesting. And then there's the other complexity, which is what do the parents do when they drop the kid off? Do they stay? Ooh. Because See, you're at that age now where that's a question. For yeah. me, it's still, you know, thankfully, uh, with the parents still stick around because the kids are, you know, young. Right. Well, so far, that's what's happened. But, right. at, the, but at the same time, but I'm you're like, right, do that we that's have gonna to do that? That's going to transition. Yeah. Right? Because Next time then you it do becomes, one, you should just <laughs> see ya. You drop <laughs> Bye. Because <laughs> now it becomes a separate thing, which is now you're entertaining adults as well. That's right. Oh, yeah. Right? And so we had, a, we had a play date, and I, I want to I give you the spoiler right up front, which is that this went really great, and we're already scheduled for the next one with, Aww, this, with this other that's good. friend's family. This going to be a boring has. story then. Yes, yeah, the story's going to suck. Um, but it's it was against the odds because oh. it was, so, you know, for one thing, it took us three weeks to find a time that would work because yeah. they had ski lessons on Saturdays, and that's like the only day that we could do this. Well, the other thing is we've done this a lot where uh, you'll pick a date and then, you know, the more kids that are involved, the higher odds that at least one of them is going to be sick. So if they're siblings mm-hmm. or whatever, and so that happens all the time now. It's like one kid's sick and everybody's like, I'm not going there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. That's, 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 that's <laughs> At your own house. peril. Yeah, <laughs> beware. <laughs> Or a parent being sick. Like, I'm not touching that. Anybody, Anybody's sick in that, like, block of houses. I'm not going over the house. Yeah, That's right. That's my rule you, you right got now. Your, you got your meter set up for germs. Yep. You're, yeah, like, no, we're not interested. Thank you very much. Beep, 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 So then it's like... Blue. And then I feel like... I, so as the dad reaching out with the emails, like, does that send a different message than if it had been the mom? Because I would... Th- historically, I think yeah. that the supposition is that, like, the mom who historically has stayed at home mm-hmm. would be the one doing those sorts of things. But obviously, you know, very few moms actually do stay at home now. Right. right? And uh, And I feel like... It makes a lot of sense to shift at least some of that to the you know father. It right? does, but I'm sure maybe this is where you're going. But the social, it's so interesting because like obviously we just haven't caught up, and and I've experienced this where um, it's the moms who are going to be the more like <laughs> focused on the relationships and like you know connecting with other moms, whereas dads mm. largely you know like I'm always I always have good conversations with dads picking up from daycare or whatever, but we're not going to like reach out to each other directly. It just doesn't happen. Right. You know, whereas the moms are much more likely, they're probably already connected via a Facebook moms group. And like, mm-hmm. 
So, which is bad. But the dads I mean, really, but you're right. They're, they're, that infrastructural connection really no, is not as that's strong. Never happening. And I, well, I don't, I don't know if it's, I mean, I don't, no, it's never. It's literally it's just, never. It's literally <laughs> never in the history no, of the I world. No, but I mean, can you imagine, like, if you met a dad at school, you know, certainly, again, you might have a nice exchange with them or whatever, but are you going to, like, share info? Hey, what's your number? Yeah, I mean, I, I, that's the thing is that like I, I feel like I feel like I would. I don't know if I would have before I started being the one who took the initiative on right. scheduling these yeah. things. Yeah, this right? is good. It connects to your uh, goals for the year, right? Your New Year, the resolution. patriarchy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right, and, and and so I feel like there's that level of it as well. And like if I if if I email the 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 parents and like does is it going to seem like I'm trying to hang out with them. Oh. Uh, right? Yeah. That's the other thing, You should too. do it on LinkedIn. That's really the secret. <laughs> do, it on, do it on LinkedIn. <laughs> and then what if they show up, and this has not happened yet, thankfully, but what if they show up and they're, like, just awful, and I'm stuck with these people for who right? knows? Like, do you set an end time to it, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a That's the question. other thing, too, is, like... The I, one I went to recently set an end time, which I thought was a good, you know... I think it helps, other, yeah. Well, and when you have younger kids who are napping, you've got to find the right window of time. Right to do it anyway, right. you know, which is another friggin' scheduling fiasco. But there are people out there who you know, uh-huh. I'm sure, yeah, who really don't do that. Like they just like show up and then they just don't leave until oh, yeah. it's like time to go to sleep, right? Yep. And you don't know because you don't know these people. Are blown you blown away into by that? that? Like, I'm sorry because I know these aren't bad people, but there's something that's missing in their brain, like a basic. <laughs> Ability to perceive situations and like, uh, what am I trying to say? Some social cues. They mm-hmm. don't pick up on it. You know what I mean? And it's it's hard. Like someone just who w- will stay forever. Um, and, you know, it might be after a party or whatever it is. And you're like, all right, we're trying to kind of clean and, up now. And just and... never leave. But, but, but even when it's just like like a really mild... I still have some visitors at my house to this day who just never left. <laughs> they just live with the, first birthday with the punching bag. Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that too. Like, and, and I don't want to like rush people out. So I don't want to be like, hey. Yeah, you want to be you know, a good host, you... right. But but what 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 I've been trying to do is to, is to <laughs> try to be like, hey, you know, so we do have to go somewhere at three. So like, you know, if we can get it done you yeah. know, before yeah. that, which, which tends to help. But then like... They come the by thing, after they forgot something, and they're like, "Hey, weren't you supposed to leave?" Oh my god, the great, the great fear, right? Yeah, <laughs> I thought you said you had an engagement. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was, it was, it was canceled <laughs> at the last minute. Um, so there's that, and then there's also like, uh, for us, a huge thing is Henry, who does not really have friends of his own at this point, yeah, right? Because he's yeah. younger and he hasn't gone. He's to kicking everybody. Sort of he's stuff. actually he's killed breaking a few tables. Kids, yeah, um, you know, and and so and he obviously really wants to be a part of it. Aww. But it's hard because, like, when Jude and his friends are getting together, like, they're doing much more complicated kindergarten things, right? Yeah, yeah. And Henry, like, doesn't quite understand how to... He's trying to kick everything. (laughs) He's just kicking. So, like, one of the big things that that, that Jude does with his friends when they come over is they build with, you know, Legos and Duplos and things like that. And, like, Henry loves playing with Legos and we play with them all the time, but he's not... He doesn't quite get the permanence of things once you build them that like that like you're trying to assemble something so that it will resemble something else yeah. like he just likes putting it together yeah so like you know just last night we had this where where you know Jude was trying to build a jet and Henry was just like taking parts off of it and Jude was like you know fucking you know homicidally angry about yeah. it yeah might deal with this too and also it's not fair to Jude though because it's Jude's time with his friend that he's been waiting for for a long time yeah and it's a it's a limited time window right thankfully and and you know and then you have Henry screaming his head off because he wants to be involved, but because he's like throwing a wrench into things, that both of the of the kids are like, "Hey, can you you know do something else?" Yeah. And so then so then I take you know Henry out of that situation, and I'm trying to like make him feel like, "Oh, we have something special we can do on our own." But then there's also this adult in the house, or a pair of adults in the house, right? Yeah, yeah. So Mike and I have to figure out which one of us is going to do which part of that, and then it becomes this whole like crazy intense. Period, because you also have two kids who are fucking punching each other upstairs in Spider-Man costumes. So you got to hope that they're okay, yep, right? Yep. You have one kid who feels hopelessly left out, and yeah. I feel terrible about that. But also, he's being an asshole because he doesn't yeah. understand how to share anything, right? I think your issue is you uh, you should stop empathizing with your kids. I think it's the best. Fuck them. I mean, first of all, do. Jude and his friend they can deal. Okay, they could deal with another kid who's like messing up their stuff. Whatever, they're kids. Like whatever. I mean, I, yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm being a bit extreme or dramatic here, um, but to some extent, it's like uh, let them figure it out. <laughs> I know, but but it's also but it's not fair because then it it's not fair to Henry. You know, like I I don't want him to feel like he doesn't have any value in that social. Well, he probably dynamic. doesn't. 
<laughs> that's that's the sad <laughs> thing, right? Uh, I don't know. No, I hear you. I'm just kidding. I mean, I, yeah. But it's also I don't just know. like a fit. Like like I and maybe this is my hang up, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I like I just took a disc personality test today for uh-huh. for an upcoming retreat thing, and I feel like I, I I'm very high on the I on disc, right? Which yeah, is like to the, remind the, me, I have I I've like learned the, it a while in, ago. Influencer, but, uh-huh. so I'm, I really care a lot about. Um, like I'm, I'm like optimistic and energetic and I have a lot to, to contribute, but I also like really care about other people having a positive perception of me. Right. Right. And, uh, and I guess going along with that, like, I don't want any of the people who came to our house to walk away being like, well, that was a nightmare. Right. right. No, I know. And I, I wish I cared we less about that. that. Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah. Don't, but I feel like in some ways I'm kind of held captive to that. And, yeah. and I think it would probably help me to like, when I go into a party, I feel like I, I try to have personal connections with everybody at that party. Mm. And I think it's sort of that like... That comes through, though. I mean, you've always been someone, right from the beginning when I first met you, it was like in an orientation here at Oxfam. Yeah. And and uh, you are a really outgoing individual who I think goes beyond the surface level, just like, you know, small talk. Mm. Um, and there's a genuine, like, wanting to know somebody, which is an amazing characteristic, I think. Well, thank you. Um, yeah. But I, 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 I think that, that you, but. I think that, that same that same thing, though, really kind of f- screws me over when it's this complicated. Because yeah. I'm doing this constant calculus of, like, is this parent who I also don't know going to get so bored that they never want to, like, do this again? Right, right. Are they going to judge my parenting when I'm ripping Henry away, who's screaming and breaking tables, you know? Because yeah. the other thing is that, like, our, our house isn't huge. And when Henry screams, it fills the house, right? Yeah. So th- so f- we had a play date that went well this weekend that I was mentioning. And the father is an architect. And I, I have, have a huge affinity for architecture. It's something that I almost did with my life, as we've talked about on the show. Yeah. So, like, we were having a really kind of genuinely deep conversation about, like, the nature of materials and things like that. And then, you know, Henry is screaming his face off. And the kids are playing, and I'm thinking, this is a really complicated situation, and I kind of just wanted to unpack that with you. Yeah. So have you had experience with this yet? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, not as many play dates because my kids are younger. So, like, obviously Luke, you know, he's 15 months, so he's not really participating. It's A lot of it is with family for us. We, you know, they have a lot of cousins, and so, and they're similar ages, so that works out really well. Well, and I, I want to point out, I'm not talking about family. No, or, I know, or I know. close friends. This is, this is with random this yeah, is just yeah, people yeah, from yeah. The school. So right. we re- we just recently did this with some parents at, at our daycare, and it was a lot of fun. Um, it was two sets of parents, and we went over somebody else's house. And that was, you know, it took a while to plan because kids are sick and all mm-hmm. that. And we finally did it. And uh, there's an element to it. If, you're, if, if it's parents who, like, <laughs> get it and are sort of in a similar wavelength as you or whatever, however you want to frame it, mm-hmm. then I think it can be awesome because, like, I think you all have a shared understanding of this is going to be a little chaotic, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I can say from the perspective of the person at somebody's house, you you also there, there's the dynamic of like, okay, I don't want my kids to ruin their house. Yes. <laughs> right? So there's that going on. And then from the host perspective, which you just gave, you know, you want to like make sure you're doing a good job entertaining, that you're not going to, you know, get judged terribly and on their way home in the car, they're going to just be like, can you believe that? Right, right. Um, which is like the ultimate fear. I know. Which is, it is crazy because why well, should we care about yeah, that? Yeah, and that's but, the thing. And it's like if it's But it reflects reasonable. on our kid, you know? Th- I know, that's the I thing, know, is, I that, know. is that like when, when, when I meet other parents mm-hmm. and I meet their kids, I make connections between those two things. And I'm and it's very easy to be like, well, no wonder that kid's a dick. Look, look yeah. at his parents. You know <laughs> it's what I mean? true, yeah. Right? And I don't, I don't want... I don't want people to think of Jude or Henry in that right. based on bad interactions that they've had in our household that came away chaotic or like unsafe. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's always like a balance there because hopefully you all give each other some slack. But like, yeah, if you could let that go too far and it's too much chaos, then it is going to reflect badly. Maybe they won't want to come out for another play date, mm-hmm. which sucks because that's, you know, that's Jude's friend. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I guess... There's no easy answer there, but it is so interesting, the social dynamics of this that operate both at the kid level as well as the adult level and how you have to sort of like manage all of that. Yeah. Um, which is why I probably just don't do many of these. Just don't. <laughs> just never, just, <laughs> just never clear. do it. No, I mean, for me, what I'm hoping is that I can like find, you know, and, and the people that we went over their house, it was awesome because like, you know, we all, we had a lot we could relate to in terms of kids, similar ages. We go mm-hmm. to the same daycare and like people kind of just, you know, give each other flexibility when a kid has a breakdown or whatever they mm-hmm. they kind of get it and i feel like i don't know i guess i'm trying to anticipate where this goes when grace's world opens up and there's more friends and therefore <laughs> more opportunity for me to meet parents who i don't mesh with and it's going to be harder and i imagine that part of it is like you kind of i imagine you steer your kids a little gently towards the um families that you can identify with more too because mm-hmm. there's more to like relate to there and like you can enjoy each other because mm-hmm. they're still at an age i'm imagining where 
they'll they'll make a bunch of friends and they won't necessarily I don't know will they have like one or two that are emerge as like best friends or or I guess what I'm getting at is how much control or how much of that is actually shaped by the parents of both kids right you know what I mean mm-hmm. I imagine a good deal of it still right I would imagine so too yeah you know and, and I do know that like when we've had playdates that have gone like especially well yeah we've followed up more quickly with those parents to to schedule it again right you know? naturally because and, and yeah and, I mean, I'm assuming that if Jude had been like, oh, like this person sucks, you know, we wouldn't have done that. But right. it does it does feed into that. And then that in turn feeds into their whole social structure at school. And then they're better friends, too, because you've made the decision to reach out to their parents. Right. So th- so it's kind of nice, I guess, I, I think, that you have some control over that. Um, but the other thing that's interesting is that, and, and this this might be more by virtue of, of where we live, uh, like we, we're, we're really, we're always younger than the people that we communicate with. Like we, we are, yeah. we're much younger than a lot of the other parents. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the other parents have kids that are in their, like, you know, teenagers and like this, the kid that's in the kindergarten class is like their baby in the family. And, you know, wow. and it's just, it's very, it's very different. Yeah. And I feel like reaching out to them kind of cold calling, you know, via email. <laughs> cold calling. And then it's like they show up and it's like, we're like at a different place in our lives and we don't have as much money. You yeah. Know? And, that's and our, hard. Our place is smaller mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I, I don't think they would think we were destitute, but it's like, but we're clearly kind of like at an earlier life stage than they were. And yeah. I feel like almost uh, self-conscious about that. Oh, know? totally. I would be too. Yeah. It's just, it's just complicated. It just, and then, a, a and then also out. there's the part about, you know, your kids are then going to go over their house and start to see like, you know, yeah. wings of the house and <laughs> come back and yeah. be like, dad, why don't I have a wing? What's funny though, like one of our, uh, one of the, the friends, see, it's interesting. Here's another thing briefly. Oh, it's it's different, you know. Our kids have been having playdates with families that were friend that we are friends with yeah. independently for years, right? Right. Um, and and people that are in town that are now in the school system with us, but that we became friends with, and then our kids became friends. That's right. And that's, that's mostly that's, where I'm at. Yeah. That's a completely different story. And it that's is. A, it's a very a much it's easier natural. Thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. That's like there's a time to get to know each other and build up trust, and to be like, hey, like you know, it's okay. Like we can go, we can like then we'll have the nanny come over and we can have drinks upstairs or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, like. <clears throat> one of um, one of our close family friends, um, like the you know they they own a, a tech company. They're just en- enormously wealthy, and they mm. have a, a house that's like you know bigger than any house I've ever been in, in my life. Yeah, and we go over there a lot because it's there's a lot more room and there's a lot of toys to play with. Yeah, but what's funny though is is Jude and Henry both feel very proud of our house. Yeah, and Jude is always like I don't, I don't want to like move out. Like I like where we live. Aww. So I do feel like there is like a sense of like pride even though we're not as wealthy as other people in the community. Well, but I mean think about how cool. I mean you've made like given the toys and the way that in the design of everything, you know, that's theirs, you know? Like that's yeah. the, they obviously um are enjoying that and it's unique so it doesn't matter the size of it or right. that's what she said or you know whatever else <laughs> at least at this stage maybe that'll change yeah but I just say it probably like, will it, I watching... imagine technology will also ugh, well that's one thing we're expecting like, we're... all that stuff well that's a that's a, another conversation that we definitely yeah. gotta have but it is cool seeing when Jude has friends over seeing them like experience the things that we have that like that they play with and make a total mess out of things and feeling so happy about that yeah like so he and his friend Martin this last weekend um, played for like an hour on our arcade cabinet and they were like and, and Martin told his parents he was like it was so epic oh that's awesome and they were like they played through like they played through Gauntlet for like an hour and did that make Jude really happy um, oh yeah and, and it was, he was thrilled and it was like going to an arcade for them you know? yeah of course and, and that and then they got to go upstairs and trash the room with Playmobil and Legos and things like that and it was like it was like really great and I felt like that's ultimately what I want mm-hmm. like I want an environment kids can trash your house that's what you want I do I really do. I, I honestly like. I, I want our house to be trashable and then yeah. fix upable. Yeah, 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 for yeah, you yeah. To help. But I really, I really want when people come over for them not to feel like they're in an environment where if something goes askew, they're going to get like reprimanded for yeah. it. Yeah, you know? I hear you. But I also feel like when people come over, they're like, "Why do you guys like have so much stuff in this small space?" And like, "Why, why are the walls covered in posters and things?" You know? Do people actually say any of that? No, no. In I my mean, head, they do. You're right that, of course, like we all leave these situations and we do talk about it with our, you know, significant other, and and that that's because we you do right? it's a reality, you debrief, right? Oh, of course, it's right? a reality, you know. But at the same time, we all, I think, as humans, have this like innate thing where we, you know, naturally our world does revolve around us to some extent because we're only experiencing it from our perspective mm-hmm. fully, and uh, you know, it's the classic thing about when you're up on stage, even, and literally everybody is looking at you. But they're not seeing everything that is going on in your head and that right. you're focused on, hyper-focused on. 
Um, so even if you do have a deformed face like you did a couple weeks ago, <laughs> um, it, it is amazing how much people don't notice that because they're also thinking about it from their perspective yeah, and right. they're like, oh, I'm going to this house and I, you know, I need to like be able to bring my social talk or whatever. I need mm-hmm. to think of things to talk about and I need to make sure my kids are behaving. So I don't know. I mean, I guess it's just that we all overthink it and, uh. We should get over our hangups. <laughs> but let me ask you this: Like, do you do you judge things a lot internally? Yeah, definitely. Okay, and do you do you express those externally, like like to the person or? Yeah, well, to to the person. Um, like you're saying, judge negative negatively in particular. Yeah. No, I mean, I would express it if it was like if I felt like there was a good conversation to have there if it was like uh like your taste sucks no no if it was like you know like oh i noticed this door's broken you know you can fix it by doing blah i mean this didn't have to happen i'm I'm just saying if there's something productive sure like i I guess i would but or if i was like really comfortable with that person you know what i mean if i came over your house and saw something i would of course like i think i would did you not see that poop pellet yeah exactly exactly it has a culture at this point (laughs) it's literally got language right right but if it was someone like this situation we're talking about where it's school or something, no, mm-hmm. because it, and it's not that I don't know. I don't I don't feel like badly about the fact that I might say something after um, to Bethany on our drive home because it's like we all we all do that. We all I well, recognize that, when I'm, I'm saying. judging something that that's just my perspective on it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean theirs is bad. It's just that mine is different. Yeah. You know, I just I've, I I've never left it. like any interaction without having a, a crazy amount of opinions about it. Yeah. And I never express it. And I think that makes me paranoid. I think that I get mm. paranoid because I assume that other people are doing that too, which they probably are. They're oh, probably yeah. taking it all in. And, Absolutely. And so the 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 eye on the disc chart of me yeah. is saying, Man, I really hope that they're talking about how much fun they had and how much they can't wait to like and how proud they are that like that their right. kid is friends with somebody who has such a cool family and who, you know, is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that that's what you want. Like I, I live for those moments where you get that follow up email and somebody's like, Hey, you know, we had so much fun. Can we like have you over our place next time? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um but like getting to that point is just so much more difficult than yeah, realizing. You're setting I feel like you're you're setting yourself up for like needing a lot there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Oh god, my phone. Oh yeah, it's my <laughs> your my watch, watch started talking again. again. Um I don't know. I just think people no matter what you do, people are going to pick up on some stuff that's like weird to them or mm-hmm. different than what they expect or whatever and I don't know. I I feel like as a parent in particular, I've um and I know you've done this too cuz we all we don't even have space for it in our brains anymore, but like we let go of some of that because there's just not even space for it anymore. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I don't have any more fucks to give. You know what I mean? It's that thing. Um, and we still do care, especially when it comes to our kids, but... But compared, I, compared to where I was five years ago, right? yeah, I have very fewer fucks at this point. Yeah. And that, that is can't. very true. I, I mean, I, I really don't care a lot of the time about how I'm being perceived. Yeah. But when it does relate to kids, I, no, I think, I, I it, think you're right about that. I, I would be much more focused on it because it's something too. that I have partial control over that they don't. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and, and I, you're and setting I, your kids up for that. Yes, yeah. and and I feel like that that means that there's some sort of an inbuilt responsibility for me to um, to make sure that like I can do what I can to make sure that it goes well. Right. And also because at the end of the day, uh, most of the memories that I have from my childhood were playdates, yeah. right? Most of the things that I remember mm-hmm. were going on like hikes in the woods by the stream and going hunting for fossils, you know? But I'm sure some of those things, like I was just trying to think through mine too, the playdates and stuff. I'm sure my parents afterwards were like, oh, can you believe this or that? Yeah. But I didn't remember that or but I didn't care. But now I do. Because now as an adult, I talk to my parents about it and they're like, oh God, those parents were <laughs> fucking insufferable <laughs> and i'm like really yeah They're like yeah oh man i used to dread when but you my point is it didn't impact your experience as a kid so much yeah, i mean right. i guess it did in invisible ways that you'll never know <laughs> but not not but <laughs> like not you didn't in, hang out yeah. with certain people after that you know right you, but i don't know it all falls away a little bit i think i, I think right? i think at, at the end of the day like the relationships that are supposed to happen will yeah and the ones that are just detrimental to either the child's perspective or the adult's perspective or both yeah like we'll probably get less of a priority and that's okay can't we all just as parents give each other the space to like yes we're gonna judge you each other you know because we're all just like figuring this shit out and we're trying to weigh whether we're we're doing it in ways that we think are better or worse like Mm -hmm. that's just a reality i mean because again like it comes back to the modeling thing we try to do with our kids where everything we do is modeled after other human beings and and 
in the case of parenting, we've never fucking done it before. Right. So we're looking for more and data. And judging is how you do it, right? Yeah, and so some stuff I've That's seen. That's the pivot table. Exactly. Some stuff that I've seen from other parents and how they operate, I take on and I'm like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And other stuff, I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like us. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, I go to your house, yeah, I'm yeah, like, oh, now I know. Now I feel pellets. better about myself because I went there. That's what And you know what? And that was a positive interaction. <laughs> exactly. Right? If I can make you feel better about yourself, <laughs> then yeah, that yeah, counts yeah. too. So I don't know. I don't feel like the judging in and of itself is a negative thing. And I'm also okay with the fact that people are coming to my house and judging it, you know, like, oh, really? They, you know, do that. Um, because whatever. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it is the reality. We all do it with each other. Yeah. I hope that people can get to a place where they can see the fact that, yeah, they're doing things in things ways that are weird for me, but whatever power to them, that's their life. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, I do have to say, I know we're closing. It's uh, I, I, just to kind of just fix the narrative a little bit. It's not. Yeah. It's not that the, the the judging and being judged part is not what stresses me out so yeah. much. It, yeah. it, it's 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 in there, but it's more the the dynamics of the kids hanging out uh-huh. and making sure that like that Henry is okay. It, it, yeah. Speaking personally right you. now, like, that that to me is what. My main, my main concern. Well, is. that part again for me. As soon as I heard you say that, I f- it feels to me like um, you are maybe it's an over- overemphasis on the idea that you control a lot of that. You know what I mean? Like but I the interactions. Do. I mean, you do to an you extent. You can separate him from the environment and and clear it up a lot. You know, you can, you can. But it, but then, did, did, is Henry going to enjoy that? Like. I think if you make it special, he will. Yeah. But at, at the same time, like, you go I, to I would rather that, that I not... will not go to, to, to uh, <laughs> I mean, let like, my kids enjoy. You know, like the last time that was an issue, we played a Ghostbusters video game in, yeah. in, in yeah, the bedroom yeah, yeah. and things like that. But it is like, but also what my dream and what I talked to Jude about beforehand, you know, is like, don't forget, you know, your, your brother's going to want to play and he won't be as fast as you. But like, you try to like stick up for him. Like, he's, right. your, he's your best friend, you know. And oh, Jude will be like I've all seen... on board with it. And then as soon as this starts happening, it just becomes this whole issue. And then the kid who's over is like, hey, can you get the little kid out of here? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, that's my son. Like, what are you talking about? I know. Like, Jude had a friend who shot Henry with a Nerf gun one time. Oh no! In the back. But from his perspective, that was probably so much fun. Right, and and that's the thing is that like I felt myself getting so angry, <laughs> and, and then I was like, in slow motion from the <laughs> hit. <laughs> and I got angry, and then I was thinking, no, they're kids playing with a Nerf gun, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But but there was so much going on my desire for Henry to have a, a good experience and to not feel ostracized that yeah. like I I stuck up for him. I was like, hey, like don't don't shoot people with nerf guns right you know? yeah so anyway it's complicated we'll come back I know. to this complicated. I, you just made me remember a, a, an example of this and granted it isn't siblings so the dynamics are different but my nephews who are older seven and eight were playing um air hockey mm-hmm. and 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 grace wanted to play and it was a perfect example of what you're talking about because she's only three and so of course she can't even she can barely like hit the thing all the way across but like they were so accommodating you know they helped her like get on a stool or something to reach and like they were trying to teach her how to do it mm-hmm. and and, you know, that's where you eventually want kids to go. But but it wasn't because any parent was like, you should do this or you should do that. Right. It was like, you know, it came out of their own, which I don't know where I'm going with this because it's like you have no control over it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, hopefully Jude will get to that point. And I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where the more you try to force it, which I'm not hearing you say you're doing, but I don't know. Let it be. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. That's not <laughs> much, much easier said than done. I know, and I also my they kids do aren't punch each old. other. I, mean, I know, that's, that's, I know. It, There is actual physical aspects yeah, yeah, yeah. of this, like Just knocking Henry off chairs. Just let him, let him go. Just yeah. give him brass knuckles and be like, "Hey, two yeah. rounds, fight." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they'll do it a couple times, and then once they get all bloodied up, they'll be like, "All right, maybe we should." They'll lay be back like, "All oh, right, let's yeah. like let's take it back," you know. All right. Anyway, more next time. All right, sounds good. Talk to you later. Keep playing it. Keep play dating. Oh, we will. Bye. Swipe left.